We're going to be live from the Premier's Golf Tournament in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. The Premier's Golf Tournament, okay? Personal invitation. How about that? Uh, Willows Golf and Country Club is where we're doing it. Fully sold out. It's literally going to be the coffee table discussion we've all wanted. Yeah. That's what it's going to be tomorrow. Probably not a lot of structure. It'll just be a lot of friends sitting around the coffee table telling stories. Exactly what you want. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the Rod Peterson Show on a Thursday, September the 2nd. I know we look a little out of sorts here. We might sound a little out of sorts, but to RP here, Moose there, that part is not changed. How you doing, Darren DuPont? I'm doing well. Oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> we're at the I love golf being course. at the golf course. Yeah, we're at the golf course. We're at the Willows Golf and Country Club in beautiful Saskatoon, Saskatchewan at the Golf Classic, which is, I guess, nicknamed the Premier's Golf Tourney. And I know, Darren, if you look over your shoulder, because I can't quite see it from where I are. Do you rec- remember the official name of the Golf Classic that we're at right now? Yeah, Saskatoon's annual Saskatchewan Party uh, Golf Tournament. Right. So, the, well, basically the Premier of the province of Saskatchewan, Scott Moe and his crew have invited us up here to the beautiful Willows Golf Class. I got to say, this is one of the most beautiful golf courses I've ever been at, one of the nicest settings I've ever been at, to sit here and talk sports for the next two hours. And uh, for those across this nation, those watching across the continent, you're going to get a lot of Saskatchewan over the next couple of hours. And uh, you're welcome. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so, but a lot of the teams are here, and I can tell you that before we get into our regular with the Quick Six Show topics and all that we do, uh, we're, we've got the head coach of the Saskatoon Blades, Brendan Sawney, is going to come up and join us. The premier himself, Scott Moe, in the second segment right after this. Ken Cheveldayoff. Okay, Winnipeggers, don't get it confused. Don't get it twisted. Not Kevin Cheveldayoff, the Jets general manager. Ken Cheveldayoff, his older brother, is going to be with us here right on the set. Also, uh, who else did we say, Moose? We've got the Saskatchewan Rush people going to come by. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. I heard a rumor that former Leafs coach and current U of S Husky men's hockey coach Mike Babcock would be in the tournament. But I didn't see Babs rolling around. Did you? So maybe Babs isn't here. Not yet. Saw a lot of the hockey people, a lot of the Blade staff and the Rattlers and the Rush and everything else. Yes. Haven't seen Babs yet. This okay, morning. well, he could be like Santa Claus coming in with his sack at the exactly. end of the day. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, yeah. I could see that being a thing here at the Premier's Golf Tourney in Saskatoon at the Willows. So that's what we're doing. The warm up is brought to you by Ecole Electric, Regina Data and Lighting Center. Come uh, check it out. Ecole Electric, let's get to work. So we were, were a little delayed getting rolling, so uh, let's jump into the quick six show topics. Yeah. Got it. Thank you. Okay, so Moose, number one, Labor Day Classic weekend is upon us, and I've got a lot of topics to get to, but the thing, you and I have been up here since last night. Yes. The thing that's been jumping out is Winnipeg Blue Bombers running back Andrew Harris, the reigning Grey Cup MVP and most outstanding Canadian, running his mouth yesterday after Blue Bombers practice, Heading into this Winnipeg-Saskatchewan game here Sunday at Mosaic Stadium, which is already sold out, he said there's nothing better than shutting up 30,000 Ryder fans. Calamity and chaos ensues, and obviously this is what I do. Give my take first, and then I'll get yours, Darren. Look, back in the day, 20 seasons, voice of the Riders, I would have a lot to say about that. And throughout the course of today and maybe tomorrow, maybe I'll come back with something, but it's not really... 
my job anymore to do that. I have kind of just sitting there rubbing my hands together because, frankly, I'm cheering for both teams. But the one thing that I thought about that is that Andrew Harris was suspended the last season the CFL played for two games because of a positive performance-enhancing drug test, which these days with positive tests, that seems to pale in comparison to everything else going on in sports right I now. Know. But he did. And the Blue Bombers wanted everybody to move on from that, not bring it up. It's a new time. It's 2021. And then Andrew, and, and I was buying into that. I'm not saying anything about it. They, they want everybody to move on. And then Andrew Harris, one of the biggest names in the Canadian Football League, comes out and starts running his mouth. Now, it's rivalry stuff. I'm all for that. I've made a career of that. But I would think there are 43 other guys I'd rather hear from than Andrew Harris on this. How about you? Yeah, I, I actually really like it. <laughs> I think it's great. You know, we talked about it this morning over coffee. Then I went back and read it again and kind of had some time to digest. And you know what? It's cool. Yes, of course, the onslaught of comments when he says that. You didn't even play in the games. Winnipeg's only won once since 2005 in yeah. the Labor Day Classic. Like, they've got nothing to talk about. When have they ever shut up 30,000 Ryder fans? I get all of those things. But I actually like it. And my first thought wasn't to go to him not playing last year in the PEDs. Really? I, think, I think Andrew Harris is the guy we want to hear from. He's the star. He's just back in the lineup. I think Andrew Harris is absolutely who I want to hear from in that situation. And Zach Caleros, because he's been on both sides of it. So Well, it's funny you say that. And I'm... I'm when we do these remote shows, I love it. And by the way, it, it looks great. So good work, Rolf and Jordan and the crew back home getting it rolling. I see the comments going in here. Andrew Harris must have got a pep talk from Troy Westwood, the guy that nicknamed, of course, the, uh, the banjo bowl. And yes. all that. We got bomber fans checking in here uh, on all of this. So I'm, I don't have my comments here. Wi-Fi is a bit of an issue. So I'm kind of going off the Facebook feed here. But that's the thing. You just said it. They've won once in 15 years. How would you know, Andrew Harris, what it's like to come in and shut up 30,000 Ryder fans? I know. Never really did it with the BC Lions. Haven't really done it with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But having said that, that's just if I was the voice of the Riders. Oh, I would be standing back and chucking haymakers right back. But who's doing that in Saskatchewan well, right now? Nobody no, that I've nobody, seen. Nobody. I mean, they did it in the playoffs. They shut up 30,000 fans in the playoffs. Oh, wait. Right. <laughs> so that, so, so it, it's oh, not God. unprecedented. Yeah. There is precedence. But, yeah, like, where is it coming from? This is, this, like, literally Andrew Harris just walked in and poured kerosene and gasoline all over it. But nobody's lighting the match. They're just watching the fire. Like, let's go. Let's light it up. Yeah. Um, so that's the first one of the quick six. Number two, Zach Parisi has signed with the New York Islanders. And I haven't seen details of the deal for how long it is or for how much, but pretty big deal. I got the lines for the Islanders sent to me, by the way. This is what they're looking at, Darren. But Parisi, I want everybody's take on this. 1,060 NHL games played. Want to take a stab at how many career points he has? Like, you, th you think of him as an offensive guy, do you not? Yeah, I would have said eight, 900 points. 810 points. Oh. This is, he's not a point of game the low guy. End. Yeah. The low end of that. Yeah. But Isles lines this year for the New York Islanders. Top line, Barzell in the middle, Palmieri and Lee on the wing. Second line, Nelson at center, Bailey and Bavillier on the wings. Third line, Pajot the center, Wallstrom and Parise the wingers, and the fourth line, Sezikis, Clutterbuck, and Martin. And you wonder how they could deem Jordan Eberle at $6 million a year expendable on the expansion draft. Right. Obviously, Lou had a plan for what, how he was going to fill that hole. Yeah, and Zach Parise comes in, and he'll 
you know, bringing that veteran presence on the third line. He did a lot of great things in Minnesota. I think guys like that, he's got a lot left in the tank, I hope. You know, we know he's nearing the end of his career, but the Islanders are going to be a handful. Uh, I will remind you that I had them picked to win the Metropolitan Division last year. Or, uh, sorry, I have them picked to win it this upcoming year. And uh, that is even before the Parisi signing. And some of these other guys, they signed four guys yesterday. Yeah, but let's so. remember, this isn't Zach Parise signing the 13-year deal that him and, and uh, Ryan Suter signed, at, or however many years it was. This isn't 10 years ago Zach Parise. He's now a third-line player, but still, exactly. very, but still very serviceable. We like to you know, think Duncan Keith's going to come in and he's an Olympic defenseman. You know, to the Oilers, he's not anymore. But his name ring, brings back all those memories. That's what we get with Zach Parise. He'll still be very good with the Islanders, though. And, and Lou and, and Trotz and, and the group will put him in positions to succeed. Uh, by the way, I mentioned Matthew Barzal on the top line of the New York Islanders. I got word, talking to some guys in Vancouver the other night, that Connor Bedard, the wonder boy, 16-year-old for the Regina Pats, has been skating all summer with Matthew Barzal of the New York Islanders. Not surprised. I'm think not surprised. About, so just think when he gets into training camp with God's team, the Regina Pats, the pace might be a little slower than he's used to. <laughs> but anyways, that's the kind of player that we're talking about. Uh, point three, I don't know how much of the Blue Jays game you caught last night, but the Blue Jays, I think we were waving bye-bye to the playoffs, of course. And now it's just for fun. They're just playing for fun and pride. Well, they won a series over the Orioles. They beat them 5-4 last night, but the Blue Jays, have won four of five. What are you getting out of the Toronto Blue Jays right now, other than pure entertainment? I know, and I watched SportsCenter too. There was, they were dissecting the game and and this stretch of six games where they won four of them. And this is supposed to be the time where you know the slump buster of the schedule and make up some ground. They won four of six, I believe, and this little six-game stretch against bottom feeders in the majors. And three of the four wins were by one run. So by no means was this the Jays flexing their muscles like we hoped it would be. I mean, there's still time. They're only four and a half games out of, the, out of the wild card. There's still time, but they're showing no signs of being able to go on a serious roll and actually put a dent in that. And now their schedule gets really tough yeah. for the next two weeks. Did you see the T-shirts that they're selling for Robbie Ray? With his butt no. on it. It's oh. like Robbie Ray. I wish I had a photo of it. If I'd have thought of it, I would have brought it up. If something happened. Like, Robbie Ray's a good-looking guy, right? Yeah. Starting pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. They're selling T-shirts with his butt in baseball pants. And I'm looking at that. It's a fundraiser. For, I was going to the Jays Care Foundation, but I'm like, that is something I would never wear. I probably would buy it, right, to support the Jays Care Foundation, but I would never wear So T-shirts with your butt on them? Not a Peterson chance. Shop not happening? Yeah, no. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, by the way, we, if I had my bell here, we would be ringing it and uh, welcoming again one of our, well, they are our newest sponsor. The World Rugby Sevens is only 22 days away, September 25th and 26th in Edmonton. The World Rugby Seven Series features teams from across the globe with action-packed Rugby Sevens matchups. Purchase your tickets today at CanadaSevens.com. Explore Edmonton and the World Rugby Sevens, our newest sponsor here, coming to Edmonton in uh, late September. And as my good friend Cameron Hughes, who's no stranger to this town, by the way, he's worked a lot of Rush games, a lot of Blades games. He said of all the sporting events he's been at, this is the, the best off the chart. Everybody shows up in their co- It's a party. Oh, yeah. Shows up in their costumes. That's coming to Edmonton. 
September 25th and 26th, eight hours of action per day. Uh, point four of the Quick Six Show topics here. Bo Levi Mitchell coming off the six-game injured list for the Calgary Stampeders, which means that he's cleared to practice this week, means he probably will play for the Calgary Stampeders in Monday's Labor Day Classic against the Edmonton Elks. It was just like a three-paragraph story on it on 3dunknation.com. I don't know if you read that or I not, did. but it's like... Did they not have faith in the kid, Jake Mayer? What was your read on Bo Levi coming off that early? Yeah, coming off early, um, the Stamps aren't lighting the world on fire. I mean, the kid looked pretty good, and he looks like he might be the next one in a long list of great Stampeder quarterbacks. But, you know, they kind of said, look, as long as Bo Levi's healthy, he's our starting quarterback. There is no controversy. He's playing. And I've seen some analysts across the Canadian Football League thinking that this might be the time for the Ottawa Red Blocks to make a move. They should be throwing the kitchen sink for Bo Levi Mitchell at the Calgary Stampeders, right? And trying to um, take advantage of a really good situation in Calgary. But I'm with them. I mean, they're just trying to not create a controversy, keep everybody's, you know, um, attitude, everything in the right frame of mind and keep the culture around that organization clean. This is Bo's team. Jake knows it. They're trying to be clear up front. So that's all I read into it right now. But if Bo comes back and struggles... We'll be talking about it. Stampeders were favored by 5.5 points against the Edmonton Elks without Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah. So why would you rush him with a broken leg? That I'm not sure. No, but I'm I... I'm really not sure. Unless it's, a, unless it's a Bo thing. Yeah. And you're starting to feel this other guy taking oh, over, and it's kind of like, not in my house, right? And look, at I'm ready to go. And it's my team, and I'm going to go out and play, and I'm not going to give you another chance. Uh, well, we'll see if he plays uh, Monday for the Calgary Stampeders against the Edmonton Elks in the second game of the doubleheader. By the way, we're almost out of time. My fifth point, we're not going to get to six here, but it is a, the Jacob Ruby situation. Uh, he's a friend of the program, offensive lineman released by the Edmonton Elks because of a COVID breach. And I don't think any of us know the exact details of what's gone on, but I will say this. Uh, somebody within the league sent me this text message this morning and said, loved your take on the Jacob Ruby uh, situation and simply that I have a problem with him being blackballed for if they said he lied about his COVID status. Now, I, I get that you may not agree with me. That's fine. I'll be fine. But as this person said to me today, hard for non-Christians to see that Jacob is a human being and makes mistakes like everybody else. Banishing him from the league is an insane overreaction for a mistake in judgment during a sensitive time full of social pressures. BC Lions lied about their starting quarterback twice back-to-back -back weeks. Players lie about injuries all the time. Jacob Ruby made a mistake here. Obviously, you can't lie about being vaccinated or not, but to be banished from the league, I think, is a little harsh. Do you want to take one more swing at that <laughs> before we let you go and bring in the premium? No, I mean, all I can say is when you're at the top and in those positions and as we know running a business, you have to do your due diligence. So whether you're in the league office or you're around you know, the Board of Governors or whatever, you have to do your due diligence. So it needs to start with an interview with Jacob Ruby. You know, why did this happen, right? What type of pressures were you facing? You need to know the kind of guy he is and then make a decision. If the league's done that, then they'll have their own reasons for saying other teams can't sign him for the year. And I hope that they have before just coming to that conclusion. I hope they've done their due diligence. But I don't know. You would hope, exactly. But I don't know. All right, Moose, we'll see you a little later on. Sounds good. Have fun. Uh, thank you. We're coming to you from the Premier's Golf Tourney, the Sask Party Classic in Saskatoon. We'll be right back with the Premier himself, Premier Scott Moe. This has been the warm-up brought to you by E. Cole Electric. And you're watching on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces in 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.